Wealthy Author Podcast, episode 54, Three Lessons from Writing My First Book. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Author Podcast. I am your host, D. Orlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. Wealthy author fam, this is one of the best offers I've created. It's my new book, The 4-Hour Book, and I'm practically giving it away. For only $7, you get the ebook, the audiobook, and $189 in bonus materials to help you write your first book or your next book. Go to fourhourbook.com forward slash letter, L E T T E R, to get your digital copy right now. And within minutes, you have access to download the book and your bonuses. Now, look. I know everyone cannot afford to hire me to ghostwrite their book or manage their entire book project. Plus, I don't have the bandwidth to take on every author I meet. Now, I wish I could, but I still want to help you become a wealthy author. So, I put my best strategies and tactics into the four-hour book so that you can write the book you need to write for your business. And if you prefer listening to your books, you get the bonus audiobook of me reading the book to you as one of my gifts to you. Plus, you get my signature book formula checklist to keep you on track as you go on your author journey. And you get the signature book profit matrix to plan out your book sales funnel. Because we all know a book doesn't make you rich, but it does take you to the riches. And then you get a couple of over-the-shoulder recordings of me showing you how to record your book, get it transcribed, and self-edited. <laughs> Yo, I'm shaking my head right now because I might be over-delivering. And here's the thing. I'm okay with it. You deserve to become an author. So go to 4hourbook.com forward slash letter, L-E-T-T-E-R, and start your author journey today. So this is a solo episode. We're going to talk about my first book. Some lessons that I learned from writing my first book. And um, I wanted to put a bunch of notes down here to keep the story portion of it kind of short, but I'm just gonna let it just fly out. Whatever comes out, comes out. And I will go over the three points. And of course, you're gonna get some bonus points because that's just how I do. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into this because you know I can get long-winded when it's just a storytelling time. So let's get into storytelling time. I want to begin this in about 2015. Now, that's when I'm beginning to start giving more details, but I do want to give an introduction for those who have not heard my story at any point. Uh, in 2013... I was arrested for crimes that I was committing, trying to feed my addiction. Now, I wasn't raised as someone who was around crime all the time. I was a upper middle class family, great school. I'd been to uh, great schooling. I'd been to college on a full athletic scholarship. In fact, when we got to my junior year in college, we didn't have a lot of scholarship money for our athletes, so my coach asked me to take an academic scholarship because my grades qualified for it. Um, I graduated from college, Howard University. Yes, out there in D.C., all my bison out there listening. Graduated from college with a degree in accounting, and I had an opportunity to go play professional ball up in Montreal. Now, I turned down that opportunity to go work for the government. Now, working for the government... I started realizing very quickly that I wasn't someone that worked very well working for someone else. I needed to set my own schedules, do my own thing, call my own shots. That's more of the person that I am. Now, be that as it may, I also had this craving to really start building my own wealth. I began reading books on personal development, 
And I started learning about wealth, creation, and one of the books that really changed my mind was Thinking Grow, uh, excuse me, no, it wasn't Thinking Grow Rich. It was A Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read that book on a break while up in Boston, Massachusetts at the, it was one of those apartment house riches boot camps by David something or other. I cannot remember his last name right now. David Lindell, David Lindell, okay? And learn about Think and Grow Rich by Robert Kiyosaki. Book blew my mind, said I gotta really get into this. I eventually got into another program with the Enlightened Millionaire Institute. Now, with Enlightened Millionaire Institute, that was run by Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen. One of the things they had was the four paths. Now, I don't remember each of the four paths right now, but I remember three of them. One was real estate, one was investing, one was infopreneuring. Now, I don't remember what the other one was, but I chose infopreneuring and real estate. Those were my golden tickets to becoming super wealthy. So on that path, I didn't. I wanted to write my first book when I got home. I got back here to my parents' home in Indianapolis from leaving out, leaving from D.C. I told my dad he had all this experience working in the promotion industry and music industry that he should write a book, and I would. I would write the book for him. He didn't have to do anything. I would do all the work, just record him and get this book put out there. He turned me down. And I didn't have enough experience, in my opinion, to publish a book for myself. So that idea died early. And that's around like 2005, 2006. But I did keep the real estate investing idea, which I started making some money with real estate, as while working as a server and continuing to advance my understanding of personal development, more money started coming in from the real estate investments. And I'm starting to hang around different crowd as the, in my nighttime from my coworkers in the restaurant. So that, those activities started introducing me to things that I had never been introduced to before. And I tried them and therefore my spiral started. And by the time we get to 2013, I've been arrested several times. And in fact, in 2013, I got arrested multiple times, which landed me in jail facing 12 years of prison. Now, I say all of that because I wanted to build up to this point that I had some success in my life and I had messed it up. Okay. And I wanted to figure out how to get out of that hole because even though I had a, had a child already, a son that was born while I was in college, I wasn't the best father. I was being young and stupid and just doing me. But when I got arrested this last time in 2013, I come to find out that a woman that I've been seeing off and on was pregnant. And I decided I needed to change because I had another child that was coming out and I didn't know if her mother was going to stay clean. I was tired of going in and out of jail. I was tired of getting high. I was tired of lying to my parents and everyone else and to myself and turning on my away from God. I needed to change. And of course, I didn't want to go to prison for 12 years. <laughs> so I started analyzing myself and seeing where I was making these mistakes over and over. And out of that analysis, I did a lot of writing while I was locked up for nine months waiting to see if I was going to go to prison or if I was going to get another opportunity to change my life. But through the grace of God, and some great attorneys, a lot of prayer, I did receive that opportunity. But before I was released from jail in 2014, I had taken this yellow legal 
notepad, torn some pages out of it, and created my first book. <laughs> I had drawn out the covers, folded up the pieces of paper and so that it looked like a little leaflet, a little leaflet with my ideas on how to change your life and continue to improve your life. When I got released in August of 2014, I made a commitment to myself that I, I would at least type up that document before Thanksgiving. And I did that. By Thanksgiving of 2014, I had typed up that document. Now, I didn't do anything else with that because I still needed to figure out how to get clean, how to get a job, how to be a daddy, and live out the principles of that book. The God had downloaded some things to me and I needed to see them through. I remember one of the people that was very influential in my life is Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar is someone that traveled around the country speaking about personal development and sales. He was the a great salesman. Mississippi boy that just got out there and told these great stories, full of energy, loving on people. He's one of the guys that, if you've heard this quote before, that you can have anything you want in this world if you have, help enough people get what they want. That's, the, that's Zig Ziglar, okay? Um, he's also a gentleman that said that um, to only brush the teeth that you want to keep. <laughs> I love that quote. Dude, he has some really good lines. But he also said that everyone should write a book. But not everybody should publish a book. And that stuck with me when I had heard that in my years that I was getting high, I was still going to network marketing. And I was listening to personal development constantly. So even though I was doing wrong, I knew I should be doing right. And I constantly wanted to figure out how to do right. Like when I got my life together, I at least knew the path I was going to go on. I would have had enough in me invested in myself that I would know what exactly what to do. Right. Zig Ziglar was part of that education. But Zig also talked about writing one of his books on personal development. And in that book, he talked about habits and getting healthy. However, when he was writing the book, he was overweight and pushing on getting diabetes. His doctor was telling him he needed to change his lifestyle. Zig tells a story about being in the doctor's office and the doctor was telling him about all these different things that he couldn't eat. And he didn't like that. He didn't like being told what he couldn't eat. He wanted to be know what he could do. And one of the things he says that he changed around as he started cutting the weight and becoming healthy again is that he would brush his teeth before after, or either before or after eating because it had a little sweetness in it because he know he wouldn't be able to eat any sweets. <laughs> but his goal was to be in shape by applying the principles he spoke about in his book before his publisher published his book. So that's remained true with me that if I was going to publish my book, even though it was a little small pamphlet back in 2014, that I need to live out those principles and see the changes in my life that were taking place so that when I went to publish it, I could say definitively, this book works. It'd be about a year later as I'm looking at my files in 2015, the 12 core mindset, that was the initial title of this book. When I look at the 12 core mindset, the it was created in, or at least the last date modified on here is October 5th of 2015. Now, I didn't immediately write it then, but this is what I put on here. Here's, here's the stuff I had on here. 12 core mindset, how home-based business owners can overcome fear and establish certainty in life and business. That is the working title. Okay, I I wrote down this table of contents um, with subtitles because I knew I needed to have catchy subtitles 
from looking and just analyzing all the books that I read and that were like influential to me, I noticed that they had a good title for the chapter, but then they also had this subtitle on there. So I knew I needed to do those things. So I created this. I had these three sections that I wanted to speak about and I had, I wanted 12 chapters. I don't know why I wanted the number, the number 12 felt right to me. So I needed 12 chapters plus an introduction and, and an outro is what I put on here. <laughs> All right. And that was it. I knew I needed to write this book. Again, that was October of 2015. I didn't start writing then. At least I don't remember starting to write then. But I did go to an event in 2016, a women's empowerment event. As the story goes, my friend was putting on this event. I wanted to go to the event. So I call her up and ask her, how do I get into the event? She tells me, it's a women's empowerment event. It's not, <laughs> I said, I know. How do I get into the event? She says, it's a woman's empowerment event. I said, I know. How do I get into the event? <laughs> she said, you don't understand. It's a women's empowerment event. I responded, you don't understand. How do I get into this event? <laughs> she told me to put on a pink shirt. So I went to Kohl's down the street from my house, picked out two pink shirts. Actually, one the actual pink shirt was one of those checkered type plaid prints. So it was white and pink. And then the other one was salmon. It wasn't straight up pink. <laughs> so I feel good about myself. I bought two shirts because I didn't know how I was supposed to, what kind of pink I should wear, how much pink I should wear, how comfortable I was with wearing pink. So <laughs> that's what I decided to do was grab both the shirts and I went out there with both of those shirts in my car. Now at the event, I ended up meeting this coach named Cashel Kelly. She was a spiritual business coach. She was doing her thing on stage just just bar after bar of just blowing my mind with information that was not necessarily like skills, right? Tactics. It was about this thinking, these belief systems and a perspective on living a life on purpose and building a business. So I had to get on a call with her. And when I got on, when I, Decided to get on this call with her, I knew things were going to change. Here's why I knew things were going to change. As I was, when she called me, I was on my way back from uh, sitting down with my mentor. And I pull over on the highway at the next exit. And there's, for some reason, there's a church right there off the side of this exit. No other buildings right there, but there's a little church over there. So I decided to pull in this church parking lot right in front of the basketball court. No one else. This is the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday. It's just me in this parking lot and this other kid who's playing basketball by himself, going through these drills or whatever he was thinking he was doing, pretending to be Kobe Bryant, shooting fadeaways or whatnot. And I just had this peace come over me as I'm talking to this coach, basically having a strategy session. In a strategy session, she challenged me to go on live stream and tell my story. Matter of fact, she told me to stop taking God's blessing. Uh, and that I was supposed to go out there and tell his story. Basically, give my testimony about what he'd done for me in my life, having been run over by a truck, having been facing 12 years of prison, recovering drug addict. These ideas were things I hadn't really talked about and she felt that I needed to tell people about those things. And that next day, I ended up telling that story. And it was there something freeing about it that I was like, I need to do this more often. Now, this was May 20. This is in May 20 something or other. I can't remember exactly the date. 
that I had that call. I want to say it was May 25th is what I want to say. May 24th, May 25th. Now, as I look at my folder again, I had started writing on May 10th, which is like a week before that event. And then I started writing again on May 21st. Now, something happened <laughs> that felt me feel really good about telling his story. And that's why I was sitting down to write, was telling his story. But I really didn't know how I was supposed to do this. So my entry here for May 10th of 2016, your results in three words. Now, at this point, I really wasn't sure how to write this book. All I knew is that I needed to write. So I started off by writing as blog posts. I record some content and post it online on socials and on my, on my blog. And that was getting difficult to try to come up with this materials. And something said, what if I ask myself some questions? I wonder if that'd be easier for me to write this book. <laughs> and those of you who know the four brain strategy, I've heard about the four brain strategy. This is where that idea came from was asking myself questions so that I could actually have more material when I sat down to write. It would come out of me much more easily. And it worked, y'all. So here we are on, let's see, May. So I wrote May 10th and then I made May 21st, which is Make Your Escape. Make Your Escape. I started off with questions. Uh, excuse me, I did not start off with questions yet. Um, but as I go on to the next one, I'm going to keep going through here, y'all. Set yourself on fire, which is May 24th. Here we are, my first set of questions. So I'm only two days into writing, and I've or two days not in a row, but two days into writing, and I'm like, this has got to change. So here are my questions. This chapter or this section was called "Set Yourself on Fire," and of course, the title came in afterwards. But the questions I wrote had for myself at the top of this document are: What does it mean to have a purpose? Is there a way to find your my purpose? What is purpose-driven living? Why is my purpose so important? Can I be successful without knowing my purpose? Now, the way I wrote those questions, it was as if someone were asking me how to do the things that I was talking about in the book. What questions would they have for me? And then I, my goal was to sit down and answer those questions. So I went through the whole book, writing as many questions as I could um, during, during, the, during that period when I was trying to figure out what to write about so that... When I sat down for these next sessions, I actually had a document or my document was already prepared for me. I just grab a couple of questions, put it, put them at the top of a new document, answer those questions and save the file. So I have multiple entries in here for doing that. So it finally finished that book around on August 10th of 2016. Now, I didn't write every single day. It was more like five days a week, trying to hit a goal of 675 words. And that book ended up being over 200 pages long, just writing for about an hour, sometimes less, sometimes more, uh, about, about, about an hour, typing out my responses to those questions each day. Now, what really changed the game for me was going to an event by Jerry Roberts. The name of the event was, we're about halfway through this episode. <laughs> Forgive me, y'all. We got into storytelling. You know how I get, so you got some stories. So we need to go ahead and pause for a chance to let our sponsors come in here and tell us what they have to say before we get back to the episode. One second. Today's show is sponsored by Thought Fortune Press. You probably know that if you're not an authority in your industry, nobody's hearing your message. And you may know that the number one way to build your authority 
is by authoring a book. What you probably don't know is that you can write the manuscript for your book in less than four hours. I'm D. Arlando Fortune, the lead self-publishing strategist for Thought Fortune Press, where we turn your ideas into a branded book that brings in the cash by sharing your unique message and positioning you as an authority in your industry. If you're an entrepreneur or a speaker who's thinking about already writing or want to publish your next book, but you don't want to write it, or you just want to get help getting it done, your first step is a wealthy author roadmap. This is a call to help us get to the heart of what you do for your customers. Together, we'll determine how a book will help you establish more credibility in your customers' minds and make a bigger impact in their lives, while also, of course, increasing your revenues. During the call, we'll walk you through designing your book's outline and its content and create a publishing timeline that fits your goals, even if that means getting it done in as little as 90 days. What makes us different is that we know a book is only the first step into your world. Not only do we help you write the book, but we work with you on creating a signature suite of products all from your book's one outline. We do all of this using the five phases of our proprietary system, the signature book formula. To get started on your personalized wealthy author roadmap, go to thoughtfortunepress.com and click the gold start here button at the top of the page. Now remember, you're only one book away. So let us at Thought Fortune Press guide you to becoming an author. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com today. All right, so enough of uh, the sponsorship stuff because I'm into a good story and I want to make sure we finish it up and get you to these points. All right, let's get back to the story. Publish and Grow Rich. Publish and Grow Rich. He actually has published a book now since then, but he was doing, Jerry Roberts was doing these events all over the country, three-day events. You come there and he help you figure out how to get published, right? He take you through this process of defining your titles and your chapters and helping you understand how to write the books. And it, what he taught in there, I had figured out on my own, <laughs> doing the hard way, trying to figure out these things, searching social media, searching on YouTube, reading a bunch of books, taking a few courses and figuring out how to the tactics on how to write the books. Excuse me, I didn't even take any courses at the point. I was figuring out on my own. It was this was my first course on writing was this three-day weekend. But I realized that I already knew what he was trying to teach me in there as far as producing the book. Now, I didn't know anything about how to create a cover. I didn't know anything about how to format the book. And I definitely didn't know about really uh, how to publish the book. But one thing he did make very clear is that you need, we needed to know how to profit from the book. And I will come back to that point here in a second. But he wanted to teach us how to use the book to get on to stages and how to, to get on to use it for PR, how to create all this marketing materials to say, I am an author, here is my book. And I took that for granted in the beginning. And I'm going to come back to that point also. I took it for granted what he was really teaching me. But I what I did not take for granted is the fact that he wanted $30,000 for him to publish my book. I didn't have $30,000 and I didn't know that if it was worth $30,000 for him to publish my book and then have his name on my book. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to pay you for you to put your name and have rights to my book. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't like that. I did like the idea of helping other people become authors. And that would eventually come back around to what I am doing to this day. But I wasn't doing that back in 2016. I was more into personal development and high performance. Now, since then I've published several books, but the trying to figure out how to publish this book was very interesting. First, I had to go figure out how to create these covers, y'all. And I didn't know anything about using Adobe and all that. So I wasn't going to go through all that. I wasn't trying to figure out there was too many buttons on Adobe or any of those creator studios. I, I, it was too many buttons on there trying to figure that stuff out. So I figured I would just work within Microsoft products. Found a couple people on YouTube videos that was showing how to do these different covers. And so 
I just messed around with it and messed around with it and played with it and played with it until something started looking right and it actually started looking like a professional cover. I still didn't know that I needed to change the colors, schemes and all that for a book because I had never published a book before. So my first cover when it came back to me was ridiculously dark and bad, okay? The cover itself was good, but the print version was not because I didn't know what I was doing. Now, the formatting, again, I went on YouTube, started looking for a bunch of people, uh, people's videos, trying to figure out how do I format a book in Word because I didn't know how to, again, I didn't want to get any of this Adobe stuff to try to figure out how to to place and format my book in this software. I didn't have the money for it either at the time. So I went through all that, putting, trying to put this book together and then looking at the printing and the and it not looking right and the margins too far. It was all over the place until I figured it out. And then I took, uh, took down notes on exactly what the dimensions were so I could continue to repeat that process. And then comes to the easiest part of this whole process was Amazon. Okay. At the time when I published this book, there was no K, there was no KDP program. Uh, excuse me, there was a KDP, there was a KDP program, but the published the print books were part of CreateSpace. So you had to have two different uploads. So you uploaded your Amazon book and a Kindle KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, and then you uploaded your print book into CreateSpace. Okay, and then they would connect the two accounts together. So that was interesting, but that was the easiest part of this process was uploading the stuff. That was so easy. <laughs> they make it super easy for you to get published. And most of the print-on-demand publishers make it super easy for you to upload your documents so that your book can be published. It's easy to do. Now, I'm talking to y'all about this because those of you are listening, either you want to publish a book yourself. So I'm giving you the tea on doing this. You can easily go out there and find it. And I'm talking about all these different I'm talking about strategy right now. I'm not giving you tactics for a reason. And I'm coming to that in a moment too. That's part of my points. But getting it up there online was fantastic. Okay. Super easy. And then I had to figure out how do I do this for my website? So then now I had to put this page up to say, here, go buy my book here. I don't know how I'm going to get this book to people. All these other things I did not know how to do. So in the beginning, I just had this landing page and, and had these promotions that would actually send people to Amazon to purchase my book. Now, I still put my books on Amazon, but I definitely recommend selling your books on your own website to control the, uh, the back end, the follow-up sequences that your readers, your buyers get because they're getting them from Amazon, not from you or from wherever you have your book uploaded to, whether that's on to uh, Barnes and Noble, if you got it on Nooks, uh, which is out there with like Walmart, um, there's, there's several different places you can upload your book to draft to digital. There's, um, iBooks. There's so many places, even Google, you can upload books on the Google books, but you don't, you don't have that information for who buys those books from you. Okay. They keep that information. So you need to have a way to keep that. I digress there, but either way, I have my book published. That's the journey y'all of figuring it out. Over the course of about four and a half months, I figured out how to write, finish publishing the book, create the cover, upload this book, and again, I wanted to have my book done before Thanksgiving. I don't know what it is about Thanksgiving, but that's a nice little number, a nice place for me, a nice finish line for me. So as I look at this, my final cover, as I'm looking at here on cover unlimited potential final number two jpeg it is november 17 2016. i guarantee y'all if i look at that that is the week of thanksgiving it might be like the day before i'm looking at this beautiful cover right here <laughs> that i had to figure out how to create so i hit that goal it was awesome now i said i was gonna give you three points of course and of course i'm going to give you five points from this the first thing i want to say y'all is that Tactics are free and plentiful. Strategy is expensive. I can tell you from going out there and figuring out myself, as you heard in my journey, that there's plenty of information out there for how to publish your book. 
on how to format, how to create a cover, how to upload your book. All that information is out there free and plentiful. And plenty of people are going to say the same thing to you about your topic more than likely. For the most part, they're going to say, oh, I could have got this book out there on a, a blog or on a website or whatever for free. And it's true. They can't. That's the reason why you need to have you helping those people who want to get that stuff for free. The people who actually want you to do the work with them, the people who are going to pay you the most amount of money and are going to get, get the best results for them are typically going to people who want to pay for the strategy that you're going to give them. Okay. They're going to because you're going to help them implement or help them get the results. That strategy is expensive. How do I know a strategy is expensive? Because in order for me to understand what to do, I either have to expend a lot of time figuring it out from trial and error, which is expensive, or I have to pay some someone with the expertise. And when I pay them for the expertise, I guarantee you, when you pay someone for your expertise, it's going to cost way more than the $15 that you pay for a physical book or the $7.99 you did for the, for the Kindle version of it. And even in those getting those, you still are getting something, but you still don't have that strategy from most people because they're not giving you the information. Some of the marketers books that you may purchase out there for are going to give you high level strategy and none of the tactics. I don't believe in that. I don't necessarily believe in that. I want you to have both. And that's why my books have strategy, help your belief sets and so forth. And they have the tactics on how to do it because there's people out there like me who were, who were like me back in the day who could not afford but would, if I had the money, I would have paid it, which is the reason why I pay for coaching and consulting at this, to this day. I just didn't have it. But I wanted to do the work to get some results and then help the next person do it for anyone who helps me. That, and that is also a principle I learned from being in 12-step programs, getting my life back together, getting clean, was that uh, the things that were given to me freely, I need to be as just as giving and as I was given to me to give them over to someone else, okay, to pass on that knowledge to someone who deserves it. However, if you want my time, it's going to cost you. It's going to be strategy is expensive, okay? It's the same thing is true for you. Tactics and free and plentiful. So when people start talking about your book is can be found anywhere, that's okay. It absolutely can. Your strategy is what is expensive. Your strategy is what has the most value. How are you putting those tactics together and putting your spin, your perspective, the beliefs that you have found to be a common out there in the world that you found to be a fallacy or to be false and you changing those, okay? That is what is expensive and they should be paying for it. It is value to that as your strategy, okay? Point number two, the most important part of a nonfiction cover is the title. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. I learned that different genres have different types of covers. And now I'm talking about like whether they're dark, they're light, they're uh, the, the lettering, right? The type, the, the, the way letters are put on the covers, the types of letters that are used on the typography or font and all that type of stuff is different per genre. And people recognize what the book is based upon that typography and the way the cover is created. And then when you go into your particular genre in uh, nonfiction, each type of or category in nonfiction has their own type of covers also. And so people are looking for different types of cover. If it's a book more about a person's journey, they're expecting a person to be on that person to be on the cover. Okay. If it's more a book about sales, more than likely as someone, that person is on the cover also. Okay. That, when you start looking at the books that are more mystical or thinking that are more intuitive, you're going to have more of the rainbow colors and bright colors and things of that nature. You are going to look at different darker colors for different types of books, more like sales and marketing. You have these brighter books that are more in like personal development. So all these different genres, at least change over time. So you got to know what's going on. 
what's popular in the market right now and position your book accordingly. Okay, that's one thing. So that's 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 the idea of the cover, getting that right. However, just because your book looks like all the rest of the books, people are not going to purchase your book unless the title speaks to them. So again, we go back to my original title. Let me see if I can pull it back up here. My original title was 12 Core Mindset, How Home-Based Business Owners Can Overcome Fear and Establish Certainty in Life and Business. There's nothing wrong with that title. There's nothing wrong with that title. However, where my book ended up at is called Unlimited Potential, How to Stop Living with Fear, Doubt, and Uncertainty. Where did I get that from? From looking at popular best-selling books of all time. And that unlimited potential stuck out to me. So that's what I stuck with. Okay. But remember, remember, the most important part of a nonfiction cover is the title. So regardless of how much work you do on your cover, it needs to look like it's professionally or good. Okay. Don't look like an amateur cover. But the title, y'all, get the title right and your book will sell even more okay and learn what that means what that means what your title needs to look like and um maybe i'll come back to that another day and give some ideas on titles if we don't see that on your know, youtube channel where i talk about that more details more tactics <laughs> on the youtube channel with a lot of strategy thrown in there now number three point number three is that print on demand creates a sell one get to free return on investment. Here's what I mean by that. It was amazing to me to when I realized that the the uh, free plus shipping marketers could sell their book for $9.95 and it'd be okay. I was like, who's taking that loss all the time? Here's the thing. When I got my first shipment of my uh, books, a whole box of books, all together, each book ended up costing me less than $5 to get to me. So that's with the printing and shipping all together. And that wasn't a large order. So the larger the order, you'd even, uh, you can even take some more off the cost of that. But basically under $5. And that was for a 200-page book. I don't typically ask people to write pages, books that long anymore. Somewhere around 75 to 125 is a nice sweet spot, okay? Around $100, 100 pages is basically what I'm saying. Now, here's the thing if you think about that. If I'm selling my book for $20 and you should still be selling your book for $20, I don't care if it's only 75 uh, pages, sell the book for $25 because, or $20 because the book itself may not be worth more because of the printing and paper because it's less but the ideas and concepts in the book are valuable remember remember what i just talked about that the tactics are free and plentiful the strategy is expensive and if you're doing your book correctly you're teaching strategy perspective belief sets and all that that is strategy your higher level thinking along with the tactics so you've collected the tactics in one and give them the, the real value. So that value should be shown in the price of the cover that you're giving, okay? $20 to be selling the physical book. So let's think about that. If the book only comes, it comes to me for less than $5, typically around $4 or so, that means for every book I sell, I can I get three other books paid for. Three more books paid for. Now, I'm saying get two free because you might mail some books off to other people. So with that being said, then you're more than likely, you got some more shipping costs to go when you're sending those books off, okay? But still, with that, you have sell one, get two free. That means I should never run out of books because of print on demand. I should never run out of books because of print on demand because I can always... I can sell a third or a fourth of the books that I purchase. As soon as I do that, I paid for a whole nother shipment of the same size. I just put that money away. Now, to give you on the side note, 
Basically, that's like that's some street hustle type of stuff. Okay, <laughs> you constantly recopying more, more product, and that's the same idea. I started slinging books out of the back of my truck because I understood that if I sell a book for twenty dollars, it pays for four more books. Well, shoot, I need to just go sell and like bring in twenty books. Once I sell, and it, and it cost me, uh, it cost me a hundred dollars to get to me. That means I sell five books for $20. I made my $100 back to go now buy some more books while I'm selling the other 15 for all profit, which also means I can give them away to whomever I want to, okay? Without feeling guilty. I can be in a networking event. I can be at a convention. I can be out on the street. I can be in a bookstore with my books sitting out there on the counter in front of me, multiple books, so they see that obviously those are for sale. Did I, I could be at anywhere, the, the barbershop or anywhere and have books for sale. And if I decide to sell the book for less than $20, it's okay. If I decide to give a book to someone who doesn't have the money right now, I just feel like I need to bless them with the book, I can give it to them because I sell one book, it pays for three more to do whatever I want to do. Print on demand made that awesome opportunity. Now, Point number four, I told you I'm going to give bonuses. Of course, I always do. Books create opportunities for authors to profit. Books create opportunities for authors to profit. And that's just what I was speaking about with Jerry Roberts is that you get the book and then you use the book to get onto stages. You use the book to bring people into your world. You use the book to get some popularity, to get some authority. Use the book to teach people how to buy from you. You don't have to make a lot of money from the book, but it does give you opportunities to open doors that you did not think you could get into because a book can slide in there. Unnoticed, a gift that people that of, of with some success actually cherish. They value. I'm not saying everybody's going to read the book, but they value that. Okay, that book itself is going to create opportunity for the authors to profit. You have to, as an author, need to take advantage of those opportunities as they come to you. Point number five, you'll never forget holding your first book. I'll never forget. You'll never forget holding the first book. And I tell my authors when they get their book, I want them to rub it on their face. I want them to open it up and smell the glue and just look at the glossiness and, sh and shake it back and forth in the light and watch how the light bounces off of it and just look at it from different angles. Take in all the senses you can, just like you do when you have your first child for those of you who are parents. You just, just smell on the baby's head. It's like, why does it smell so clean? Smell on the baby's head. <laughs> and you're rubbing your face on your baby's uh, uh, cheek because it's so soft. The feet on your on your chin because it's so soft. Like you do all those things. And you get so excited about holding your baby, which is your book. Ah, oh, you never forget it. I remember my book came in and I thought it was my book. I wasn't quite sure. But when I noticed it was my book, oh, I did all that. Rubbed it on my face, smelled it. And then I went back outside to my car, pulled out my phone and recorded myself. Like, guess what? Guess what can arrived here? I think it's here. And recorded this video as if I didn't know that it was the book. And walked walked all the way up my steps to my into my house and did this unboxing video of my first book. It was so awesome. I'll never forget it. And neither will you. I want you to have that feeling of holding your first book with your your name on the cover. Ah, there's nothing like it. To be able to tell to someone, you want to buy my book? Or when you say, Yeah, I'm an author, and they say, You wrote a book? blows their mind every time. Yo, I want that for you. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this journey, walking through my first time writing this book, writing a book and becoming a published author. And as a reminder of those five points as I wrap this up here, tactics are free and plentiful. Strategy is expensive, okay? Number two, the most important part of a nonfiction cover is the title. Number three, Print-on-demand creates a sell one, get two free return on investment. Number four, books create opportunities for authors to profit. And number five, 
you'll never forget holding your first book. I want that for you. Y'all, with that being said, look, you just listened to episode number 54 of the Wealthy Author Podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. That's your boy. That's me. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, solo episode. But I definitely want to give thanks to our creator. Without him, none of this is possible. Finally, um, do you have a question, comments, or suggestions for authors you want me to interview or topics you want me to talk, uh, discuss? Email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. That comes directly to me. I answer that myself. And still doing a promotion. So if I decided to take on an author that you say suggest, I'm definitely going to give you opportunity to grab one of two designs on the from the No Doubt Living collection. Or that you can even that's the hoodie, a t-shirt, or even one of the hats that we have nowadays. Um, go ahead and get one of copy those, get one of those shirts. Love it. Or if you want to get one of our author, author um Shirts, we can discuss that. You need to be an author first. <laughs> but you definitely get one of the No Doubt Living, um, which is our main brand, No Doubt Living t-shirts or hoodies or the cap for doing that. All right, so now don't forget to grab a copy of my new book, The 4-Hour Book. In it, you're going to learn how to write, publish, and profit from a signature book for your business. You can purchase your copy at 4hourbook.com forward slash letter, L-E-T-T-E-R. And if you like the show, do us a favor, y'all. Share, like, and join. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag WealthyAuthorPodcast. And then show us how much you like us by giving us a review on iTunes and subscribing to the show. Doing both of those things, or at least one of them, helps other people to find the show. And I really do appreciate you getting the message out there about the show. Finally, join the conversation in the free Facebook group, Wealthy Author Community. Jump on there, search for Wealthy Author Community. And see about getting into that group and see what we're talking about in there. Good conversation. Until next time, y'all, just to be, to do, and have anything you want in this world that you just gotta hold. You can have a life of no doubt, just blessings. Always remember that you're only one book away from the next breakthrough in your life or in your business. So go out there and make life happen. Everything. God bless. Talk to you next time.